Hi, thanks for joining me today. I'm your host, Howard Unger, and The Pharmacist is in. Hello, everybody, and thanks for joining me today. Glad you're with me. Hope everybody is doing well. This is Howard Unger, both your host and pharmacist for the podcast, The Pharmacist is in. I'd like to change the format of the podcast uh, today, and I think I'll do this every once in a while and options you have for treatment. So today I'd like to talk about compounded medications, compounding gen in general, and compounding pharmacies, and what is a compounding pharmacy. Compounding is both an art and a science that really has been uh, around for thousands of years. They have found papyrus paper with recipes on it, uh, prescriptions on it, compounded medications that the priests and uh, at that particular time making up salves and ointments and creams to treat illnesses back during those days. It progressed up the years uh, where actually monks from the church uh, would start to do and treat medications, treat with compounded medications, many different diseases with natural products. This is a science we had talked, I think I believe we had talked about it in one of the other uh, podcasts called Pharmacognosy or the use of natural products to make medications and they would compound them by grinding them and mixing them and creating a number of different formulations. And it went on to about the 1950s. Back in, 19, in the early 1930s, 75% of most medications were compounded. A prescriber would write a compound or a, a recipe, that's actually Rx, that stands for recipe, uh, on a paper, on a prescription, and it would be going to the pharmacist or apothecary, same thing, and they would basically create this particular compound as a medication, give it to the patient. But before we go any further with this discussion, let's define what compounding is. The FDA defines traditional pharmacy compounding as the combining, mixing, or altering of ingredients to create a customized medication for an individual patient in response to a licensed practitioner's prescription. So as I stated in the earlier example, back in the 30s, licensed prescriber would write down a combination of ingredients. It would go to the pharmacist. The pharmacist would then take those that prescription, review it, take the ingredients, and accordingly to their background in compounding and medicine and chemistry, determine the best way to combine them and create whatever formulation that may be. It may be a liquid formulation, it may be a solid such as a ointment cream, it may even be what we used to call powder papers, it could be um, a capsules. So that's how that is defined today by the FDA as compounding. Now there's a very, very big difference between compounding and manufacturing. Having practiced compounding for a number of years, there are many, you know, the question comes up, why would me, a patient, want to go to a compounding pharmacy? Well, there are a number of reasons. First, uh, well, the first reason is if you have certain allergies to dyes or coloring agents or some of the ingredients in the 
commercially available compounded medi- commercially available medication going to a compounding pharmacy they can make up those medications and leave out those specific agents that you may have an allergy to another reason is the formulation some people have a very difficult time in taking capsules and tablets they'd rather take something in liquid form especially the elderly who have a difficulty in swallowing or a young child young children have many times difficulties in taking tablets and capsules a solid dosage form solid forms so here again a compounding pharmacy can take a, can take that medication or take the ingredients create a formulation which makes it into a solution can make it into some other type of formulation that's easily to be administered to a child or to an elderly inpatient some medications are very they don't taste good and so again here the compounding pharmacy might be able to formulate a uh, medication with the active ingredient where the um, taste is much better more palatable there are also people uh, patients who require a specific dosage form or a dosage strength that's not commercially available again the pharmacy the uh, the pharmacy the compounding pharmacy can formulate those specific dosage forms and provide the patient with the correct dose that's not available on the commercial market by a pharmaceutical company what compounding pharmacies can't do is if a dosage exists and the formulation exists commercially they cannot copy that formulation so they cannot make a carbon copy of an already existing commercially available one that you can go to your pharmacy and get that's commercially available they cannot copy that it has to be different in some other respect in certain cases when there are drug shortages special licenses can be provided to specific pharmacies to make those medications that there is a shortage but that's not what i'm going to be talking about today that's a specialized type of license that uh, requires a tremendous amount of bureaucracy and 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 rules and regulations and to be put into place to get that type of license so when we think about it if you have a problem with taking a specific dosage they don't make that dosage the companies the pharmaceutical companies don't make that dosage compounded pharmacies that may be an answer for you if you have an allergy to a, a dye to a coloring agent to an ingredient within the formulation of that commercial product there again compounding pharmacy may be some a method of being able to circumvent that if you have a problem in swallowing whether you know you have you know you have an elderly parent who has difficulty in swallowing certain medications the size of the medication or children or let's say the medication is has a very bad taste and very difficult for that particular person to get down again for example a child you can go to compounding pharmacies and they may be able to help you by changing the formulation getting rid of that that particular ingredient that you have a problem with or having a changing in taste another area actually is 
you can actually make kosher medications or vegan medications, uh, uh, formulations, or gluten-free formulations. So there are a number of reasons that people go to uh, compounding pharmacies and have their, their medications customized. That's really what it comes down to. It's a customization of the medication to that specific patient, whether there be an allergy, whether there be religious issues, whether there may be food issues, whether there may be just simply tasting issues or formulation, difficulty in, in the type of formulation uh, that commercial only presents or only has available. Compounding pharmacies are an answer in that particular respect. So now that I've talked to you about compounding pharmacy and some of the advantages that compounding pharmacy has over the commercially available formulations uh, for people, uh, for patients who may have certain difficulties or certain requirements, there is other information I also have to provide you uh, about compounding and about compounding pharmacies. First, any medication that is compounded is not FDA approved. In essence, that medication has not gone through the stringent testing for safety and efficacy. Second, that compounding pharmacy, there is no one formulation for a specific medication. As I said, it's customized to that individual. Therefore, going to one particular compounding pharmacy and having them formulate that medication for you that formulation may actually be different in the ingredients in making it if you go to another compounding pharmacy. One pharmacy and another pharmacy, they don't have one formulation. They may make it in different ways depending upon the experience of the uh, compounding pharmacy. An important question to ask the compounding pharmacy is, where do they get their ingredients? Where do they purchase their ingredients for the compounding and formulation of medications? This is important because there is no oversight in terms really of the purity of these particular ingredients. Some are purchased by, in wholes by wholesalers from factories or companies in the United States. Many are coming from abroad, different countries. And as we know, different countries have different standards of purity in what they manufacture. So that's an important question to ask uh, the pharmacist or the individual who is in charge of purchasing these particular ingredients. Another area that you, or another question, and would be nice to see, is... Um, the cleanliness of the area that the compounding pharmacy is going through. Uh, if you can, uh, it would be nice to request a little inspection or tour of the pharmacy just to make sure that the area is clean and there is no visible way of contamination of the particular product. Contamination is one of the major problems with compounding. Most compounding pharmacies are highly ethical. The staff is very competent, and they are professionals looking for your health care, uh, looking out for your health. So I hope this has answered some of the questions you have about compounding and compounding pharmacies. Uh, they do serve an important role in health care, and especially for those unique situations where 
um, a patient may need to have a specialized formulation of medications because they're not commercially available. So till next week, take care and be medication smart. This has been the Pharmacist is In podcast hosted by Howard Unger. If you like what you heard, please click on the subscribe button. And if you feel so, leave comments in the star rating below. It really helps the podcast in gaining greater exposure to larger audiences. And why not? This is important information. I would like to mention I have no affiliation with any pharmaceutical company or medical institution, nor do I represent any product, product line, or corporate pharmacy entities. Please remember that this podcast is not a substitute for your healthcare provider. If you should have any questions concerning diagnosis or treatment, contact your trusted healthcare provider. Thanks again for listening, and I hope you'll join me next week for the Pharmacist is In podcast. Remember, stay safe, stay healthy, and stay medication smart.